long before the announcement to the shepherds, long before the angel appeared to Mary, in the time before that, the prophets spoke, and we continue this week to hear from the prophet Micah in the fourth chapter. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be raised up above the hills. People shall stream to it, and many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between many peoples and shall arbitrate between strong nations far away. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. But they shall all sit under their own vines and under their own fig trees and no one shall make them afraid for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken for all the peoples walk each in the name of its God but we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever and we'll end with that verse the Lord the word of the Lord let us pray Transport us back to that time before, O God, that time before our time, the time before Mary's time. In the years before the shepherds and the manger and the scene that we all look forward to every year this time of year. Transport us back to that time when there was only a promise a hope, an expectation. And be with us as we expect it again this year. Speak to us, we pray, O God. Amen. What does peace look like for you? What does it feel like when you hear that word? What does peace look like, feel like? What do you think of when that word is spoken and hums in your ears? Maybe you think of a particular place that is peaceful for you and reminds you of peace. Maybe you think of a particular time in your life or a certain event that you've been part of that you would say is peaceful, that brings you peace. What does peace look like? When I hear the word peace, one of the things I think of is our candlelight service on Christmas Eve. The sanctuary is packed. At some point, the lights go down and it's dark and we slowly light the candles in front of us and we sing and then we sit there 
in a moment of silence, just, just basking in the glow. It's peaceful. For a moment, for that moment, all feels good and right with the world. Another time I think of is also at Christmas time. It's, it's on Christmas morning. Have you ever walked outside on Christmas morning? I do that every year. I try to get outside at some point before lunchtime, before people have, have had a, managed to get out of their homes. And it's one of the quietest times of the year, even in the city in Christmas morning. Walk out, there's no cars rushing around, there's no such thing as rush hour, no activity, no hustle and bustle, no schedules to meet, no craziness, no noise, nothing. It, it's as if the whole of creation decides to sit down at the same time and enjoy a holy hush. I find myself in those times longing for the world to be more like that more often. What does peace look like for you? We just read what peace looks like for Micah. For Micah, peace looks like God's house on a hill. One day, he says, the mountain of the Lord's house will be the tallest of mountains, the tallest mountain, and people will stream to it. God will judge between the peoples and arbitrate between the nations. They'll beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks, those lines many of us know so well. Nation will not lift up sword against nation, neither will they learn war anymore. For Micah, peace looks like the world that has settled down and is at ease and calm. You can almost sense him, feel him longing for that day to come, much like we often long for that day to come. Micah's not the only one that thinks of peace that way. Isaiah does too. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 2, you'll find these exact same words in the exact same order, almost verbatim. You'll find the same plow, swords into plowshares, same spears into pruning hooks, same, learn, they learn war no more, same house on a hill, almost exactly the way it's written here in Micah. It's as if Micah copied it from Isaiah, or maybe Isaiah copied it from Micah, or maybe, as scholars suggest, some scholars suggest, and this is my favorite option, maybe it was a known story, a known way of talking, a, a story that they told as a, a way of sharing hope for the day that would come, that the Israelites would, would share this story as they often shared those stories in the oral tradition, maybe at bedtime, maybe it was a bedtime story. You know, when... Your kids are getting ready for bed and they get a crawl up into their bed and they look up. Maybe they looked up and said, Dad, tell me that story again. No, not tonight. It's getting late. You need to, oh, please, please tell me that story. I so love to hear it. Dad, 
scooches in and starts off by saying, the world we live in is not always nice. It's a harsh world. People aren't always kind. They can be ruthless. Yeah, but what comes next, Dad? What comes next? I love the next part. Well, one day, on the tallest of mountains, there'll be God's house. And the people will all go to God's house together. Everyone will be there. Everyone. And then what's next, Dad? What's next? What's next? God will decide things for the people. And there'll be no more wars. The world will be different then. The world will be at peace. That's what we want to tell our kids, isn't it? Isn't that what we want to say? When we look out and see the world as it is and when the little child looks up at you with those eyes and says, why do bad things have to happen? You want to say to him, one day it'll be different. One day we'll learn. One day we'll we'll stop making things that kill and start making things that love. We'll stop arguing, stop fighting. And we'll start loving one another one day. One day, there will be peace. It's what we want them to know. That there will be peace. That peace is coming. That God is coming. Well, guess what? That's Advent. That's what Advent is all about. We spend Advent looking out at what is and longing for what will be. We spend Advent hoping and wishing for that day to come, for God to come. We spend Advent doing exactly what Micah is doing in our reading today. Micah spent his entire life telling people about the day that is to come, about a God who is coming his whole life. You might call Micah's life one long season of Advent. In fact, isn't that what life actually is? Dietrich Bonhoeffer seems to think so. He uses that exact phrase. He says, life is one long season of Advent. We spend it waiting for that final Advent, for that last Advent, Advent, for that day when there is now a new heaven and a new earth for peace. That's how we spend our lives. Waiting. But it's not the kind of waiting that you do in a doctor's office when you're waiting for them to call your name. 
It's not that kind of waiting. It's not the kind of waiting where you sit on the couch and do nothing. Micah won't let us off the hook that easily. After painting this rosy picture, this idyllic picture of a world at ease, at peace, of a world that is to be, after painting that beautiful portrait of God's house on a hill and people flocking to the mountaintop, he returns in verse 5 to our world, to the reality of the world we live in, and he says, people will walk in the name of their God. What he means by that is that people are going to do what they're going to do. They're not going to do what you want them to do. They're not going to act the way you want them to act. They're not going to respect the things you think they should respect. They're not going to behave towards one another the way you think we should behave towards one another. People will walk in the name of their God. To which Micah's challenge to us is, we will walk in the name of our God. We will walk in the name of peace. Now when you hear that phrase, when you hear, let us walk in the name of the Lord, or we're going to walk in the name of, of the Lord our God, when you hear that phrase in the Bible, it basically means go and do what you believe God thinks you should do. If peace is coming, then don't just wait for it. Live as if it's actually here right now. Go and be the change you want to see in the world around you. Be the peace that you are so desperately longing for. Be that. Live that way. By your very actions, become the peace that you believe is coming. At the beginning of this sermon, I asked you to think of what peace looks like for you. I want you to draw that picture back into your mind for a moment if you have one. Whatever it is, whatever it is that, that puts you most at ease, most at peace. It may be when you're with a certain person. It may be when you're in a certain place or at a certain time or a certain moment. Pull that back up into the recesses, out of the recesses of your mind and, and ponder it for a minute. And then do this for me. Hang on to it. And tomorrow, before you do anything, the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, pull that image back into your mind. Let it fill your head and fill your heart and help you to be in that place. Start off your day by doing whatever you can to place yourself in the most peaceful posture possible and then sit there for a moment before you go out anywhere before you do anything at all before you take the next breath tomorrow morning sit in that moment of peace that you've experienced wherever it was whatever it is pull that back up and then see if it doesn't change your day even just a little 
and then do it again the next morning. And the morning after that, and the morning after that, and the morning after that, and the morning after that. Begin your day by consciously putting yourself in that place of peace where you're at ease, at ease with God, at ease with yourself, at ease with the world. And if you can do that, if you can actually pull it off and start your day each day by placing yourself in a moment of peace, if you can actually do it, then over time you just might discover that you are slowly but surely becoming the very thing you hoped to see in the world around you as Christ comes alive in your heart. Peace is coming this Christmas. But don't just sit there and wait for it. Advent compels us to live as if that peace is already here, to live as if the peace of Christ is real right now. Don't just sit on the couch and do nothing this Advent. Get up and become the very thing you hope to see in the world. Be the change you want to see. Be the peace you're so desperately longing for. Get up and walk in the name of the Lord our God. Micah wouldn't have it any other way. Amen.